From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey in Charleston, South Carolina, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for Week 5 of the National Football League 2018. Luke Morrow alongside. I'm Jeremy Schilling. Hello. Good morning. How was uh, Citadel? Uh, things are going well, man. Uh, this is their only true bye week of the season, and uh, so instead, I took the weekend to go uh, visit some family and go see the, the South Carolina Gamecocks play. How was that? It was good. It's, uh, it's it's a lot different than the football you see in Connecticut to come down here to go to an SEC game and a big time stadium like that, and the Gamecocks got a big win. Did they? Uh, did you get credentials? No, no, no. I mean, we, we uh, you know, we got the hookup going into the, the president's suite and uh, that sort of stuff. But, no, we had regular tickets right at midfield, uh, great seats, and uh, a good game until uh, the rain came in the second half. But, fortunately, we had some, some cover. That's good. Um, how's tomorrow in the morning going? Oh, things are, uh, I think, going well. Um, now two weeks in, and looking forward to getting back on the air tomorrow because there's just at this time of the year, as you know, so much to talk about, especially in this area with the, the Braves probably having their season come to an end tonight and uh, all the football going on around here and then uh, the national stories like the great series between the Red Sox and the Yankees. So are, you, are you nervous about the Red Sox? Because that last night was more like this Yankee team. Yeah, oh, absolutely, and I said on the radio show that I was nervous. I, I picked the Yankees to win in uh, four, and uh, I haven't had a ton of confidence about the series, really, from the get-go. Chris Sale did provide some confidence the other night, but, you know, the concern was that Sale wasn't 100%, so then uh, if he's able, if he's struggling, and we know about Bryce's struggles, which occurred again last night, yeah. you know, the Red Sox are in big trouble, but it looks like Sale is okay. You hope to get him in game four or five. Now you just have to find a way to win one of the other two games where hopefully David Price isn't pitching in either. What happened to Big Game Dave? He's just lost his mojo. Yeah, you know, I mean, he, he's never been that great in the postseason. He's no. He's pitcher in the, uh, the history of baseball to have, uh, I forget how many number of appearances he has uh, in the playoffs, and, then, and not have a win. He's like 0-10 in the playoffs. The ERA is almost 6. I mean, he's the, literally the worst playoff pitcher in the history of baseball. And it's amazing for a guy, not just Bryce, but any athlete in any sport, how they, they just lose it when, you know, the, the moment gets the biggest in the postseason. It's, it's very peculiar, and unfortunately, that's the case for Bryce. All right, so let me ask you this. Um, when you look at Jacksonville, Kansas City, we talk about one of the worst pitchers in the postseason is Patrick Mahomes, the greatest quarterback in NFL history. Like this, he will be. Yeah. This has been one of the best uh, starts, at least, for a guy as a full time starter. Um, I mean, he's been excellent. And now we got a, a good match up here today to see, uh, you know, what, what's going to give the, the top offense to the top defense. Um, so we'll see what Mahomes has made up this afternoon. But, you know, I have uh, my fantasy guy on every week, Paul Charchian, who's great. And he let me in on an interesting tidbit that while the Jaguars' defense is very good, when they are matched up against quote-unquote elite quarterbacks, such as, you know, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, maybe even Phil Rivers, so on and so forth, he, he lists them off. I don't remember all the names. But the Jaguars are averaging to allow over 300 passing yards a game and two passing touchdowns per game. So while the Jaguars' defense has been one of the best in the league, they have struggled against 
big-time quarterback. And right now, Mahomes is playing like a big-time quarterback. So I think he goes out there. I think he still has another good game. And I think he gives the Chiefs a win. Um, if I'm reading this correctly, then let me just... I, I, I just... I, I was looking up um, carriage for, for certain games today because that's a Nance Romo game. But I'm in the wrong... All right. I'll get back to this in a second. In, in, interesting broadcasting tidbit that I might have for you momentarily. Um, my thing about this game is I think this is the toughest game that uh, Patrick Mahomes has played so far. I think that Jacksonville, having seen them last week, um, yes, they were dealing with a jet offense that's not quite firing on all cylinders and a defense that just couldn't stop anybody. Um, this is the type of game where I think... Um, Kansas City could have some problems early on. I would not be surprised if this is a 14-0, 13-3 type score after the first quarter, maybe midway through the second quarter. I think it turns into a shootout potentially later on, which, which may surprise some people. But I think, I, I, I think Patrick's going to have some problems here. This is a, this is a whole new ball game. Yeah, it is, and that's why I'm curious to see, uh, you know, how he performs. But I did a whole segment on my show this past week that, you know, John Gruden kind of has the reputation of his quarterback whisperer. I mean, obviously, at this point, it's truly Andy Reid, I think, is the best play designer. So I'm curious to see him go up against a, a good defense like this. I think right now, the way the NFL is shaped, we've seen it with Sean McVay. I mean, for these good play callers with the rules, it's almost uh, too hard even for a good defense to try to slow them down. So very fascinated to see how Mahomes plays today, but I think he keeps it up. Maybe not the level we've seen so far, but I think he still has a good game, and he gives Kansas City a, a, a big win against Jacksonville. Um, it is very frustrating, and I've said this before, that um, it, that it is <coughs> excuse me <coughs> Let's try this again. <clears throat> it's been very frustrating to watch how the Jets have progressed through this season, Luke. Um, so optimistic in the first quarter, and the offense has just been totally inept after that. And when you look at a team like the Jets, who right now are at 1-3, and three, continue to lose, continue to give up big plays defensively in big spots, you just wonder when the tide's going to change, and I don't know what to tell people. I don't know what to say. But what I do know is that the Jets' defense cannot play like this week after week after week. They have to be able to stop people on the outside. And this brings us to Denver, which is a game that should be winnable on paper, should be doable for the Jets, and I have no idea what to expect from this Jet defense today at home. It's really weird. I think the Jets could win this game big, and I think they could lose it big. I don't think this is a tight game. You know, I, I think this is my favorite pick of the week. I think the Jets get the win at home, I think, relatively easily. Todd Bowles and that team's feeling the heat right now. I think they'll come out inspired. But on top of it, when you look at Denver, uh, Denver has lost, I think it's six straight, East Coast games at 1 o'clock. They have lost a 10 of 11 on the road overall, period, wherever they're playing. And they're coming off a short week after playing Monday Night Football, traveling across a couple of time zones here to New York. And they're led by a quarterback, Case Keenum, who, A, hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in three games while turning the ball over a handful of times. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's the old Case Keenum uh, prior to his stop in Minnesota. And, B, uh, Keenum also has the lowest 
quarterback rating in the league when throwing from the pocket. So if you can keep him in the pocket, I mean, he's been terrible. He's missed the second most open receivers. We saw that Monday night. He's just having a bad year flat out. So I think it's a chance for the Jets defense to rebound and the Jets as a whole at home needing a win against a, a, just a tough matchup for Denver to make this trip on a short week. I like the Jets, uh, like I said, I think pretty comfortably. Interesting. It's going to... Uh going to be really easy, um, really interesting to see. The Jets have also given up a lot of big plays, um, and that's really one of the interesting parts of this game. And, and if and if it is, by the way, T.J. Yeldon for Jacksonville today, really impressive running back and, and receiver. I, I, I've become a big fan of T.J. Yeldon. I had this great stat about how I thought Kenny Albert was going to do two games in one day. But, but this is an MLB Network game in the Milwaukee series. I thought he had the other series, so never mind. My great broadcasting nugget, Luke, does not exist. Is Burkhart doing uh, baseball today? Uh, Burkhart is indeed doing baseball today, so Kenny is with Charles. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, so uh, that's, that's the reason for that one. Uh, where are we? Okay, 425 today, Minnesota-Philly. Um, interesting game in that we've got two teams that are kind of meh to start the year. Minnesota's got tie issues, and Philly's 2-2. Two and two. How do you interpret this game as a Vikings fan? Yeah, good question. I mean, it's a big game for each of the two teams. Obviously, bigger for the Vikings because they're a game behind, or I guess a half game behind uh, the Eagles right now, and so you really can't afford to, to lose another one if you're Minnesota. But, uh, I mean, this is tough. You're going to Philadelphia and for the Vikings. They have only two healthy defensive ends right now. Uh, they're missing two more defensive backs today. And since Everson Griffin's whole, uh, you know, mental health, issue here off the field and hopefully everything works out for the best for Everson but since they've taken him off the field the last two weeks the Vikings have put up historically bad numbers defensively in fact the worst numbers in franchise history trying to stop the pass because they haven't been able to pressure the quarterback so that spells trouble in Philadelphia today against Carson Wentz who plays really good at home um, but the Vikings are going to have to try to find a way to, to maybe outshoot them. And Kirk Cousins has played better in Philadelphia than any other stadium in his career. He's comfortable playing there. So, uh, you know, it's going to come down to that. I mean, the Vikings can't run the football right now. Uh, Kirk Cousins is having a very good year, and the Vikings defense can't stop anybody. So Cousins is going to have to try to outscore and outperform Carson Wentz, who hopefully, you know, I haven't really watched a whole lot of him. Hopefully he's still not uh, 100%, and uh, the Eagles have some things to work through offensively and give the Vikings a chance. Doesn't this feel like a game that Carson Wentz just explodes out on and has a huge offensive game, even though they're they're still missing a couple weapons? Doesn't this feel like a game that Philly just explodes? Yeah, on, on paper it does because the Vikings defense has just been so horrendous this year, and Wentz, his you know, and his career has been so good at home. So on paper it seems to be a good matchup for him. But you know, we'll see what Mike Zimmer draws up this week and how healthy Wentz is if he's able to move around like he has in the past. And uh, you know, one thing that may help is the former quarterbacks coach is now the Vikings offensive coordinator, so maybe he could provide some insight to Wentz. But it's a, yeah, it's a tough matchup for Minnesota to go on the road today. Philly's also coming off that overtime loss, 26-23 to Tennessee, and it's never good when you lose in overtime. So, um, look, they've given up 12 points, 21 points, 16 points, 23 points. I know this is the new NFL where no defense can stop anybody, but still, it's kind of weird. Just just my, my two cents of observation. Yeah, um, the Vikings' offensive line has struggled, so they're going to have to protect Cousins. 
Yes. Okay, where are we? I have I have lost track. Um, yes, Miami and Cincy. Wasn't that a game we were going to do? Yes. Did not expect to be doing this game, but, but Ryan Tannehill, um, Luke, has had a fantastic start to the season, and I think that's what's propelled. You know, everybody looks at Marvin Lewis in the regular season and goes, okay, this is the Marvin Lewis we expect. But I don't think people looked at Ryan Tannehill as somebody who could be a nice quarterback. And so far this year, he's 65 of 94 for 787 yards, seven touchdowns and three picks, and a quarterback rating of 106. And he's won something like 11 of his last 13 starts, even on that blowout last week. But, uh, yeah, I think the Dolphins, though, are the worst team in the league with a winning record. Yes. I think they've kind of been posing to this point. They were exposed a bit on Sunday, but, you know, against the Patriots, you can always... uh, Chuck that up to, to well, just being the Patriots. But today against the Bengals team, I think the Bengals may be one of the better teams in the uh, in the AFC. So I like the Bengals a lot. Like I said, I think the, the, the Dolphins are a little phony. And uh, Cincinnati is playing some good football this year, led by Andy Dolphin having a good season. So I think the Bengals, I know they're like a touchdown favorite. Uh, I don't know if they win by that much, but I think they get the win and, and the Dolphins here over the next few weeks start to fall back to earth. Six-point favorites, but you know how I feel about this. I won't trust the Bengals until they win a playoff game, just like I won't trust Kansas City until they win a playoff game. Even if Patrick Mahomes is is, is a god, they've got to win a playoff game. Yeah, that's fair. But, hey, the Bengals have had uh, success in the regular season, so I think uh, here at home they can win this regular season game against the Dolphins. I don't think at this point, you know, I'm not ready for them to win a playoff game, but but I think they can beat the Dolphins because I don't think Miami is nearly as good as uh, the record would indicate. Have we done four games yet? Is it, is, is it just Monday Night Football we're left with? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Washington and New Orleans. I really like this Saints team. This seems to be a high-powered, going Saints team. They're six-point favorites at home. Um They've gotten an inefficient Drew Brees, which I always think is important um, because Drew Brees is always going to be fantastic and throw for a lot of yards. He's already at nearly 1,300 yards. He has no picks this year. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Sorry, Luke, go ahead and talk. I have to clear my throat. (laughs) You got it. Yeah, you know, Drew Brees has been excellent, but the defense has been horrendous. And we saw this last year where the defense got off to a slow start, not this long into the season, but they were able to turn it on. So maybe they'll be able to this year. But for right now, uh, I'm very concerned about the same defense to that ritual hold them back moving forward. Meanwhile, on the flip side, the Redskins have a pretty darn good defense. I think it's been a bit of an underrated defense there in Washington. Alex Smith is playing well. They're coming off a bye. I think Washington uh, spoils the fun in New Orleans on Monday Night Football. I'm not sure that helped much, so just bear with us here. We we are near the end of our radio program. Um, Kamara's got five touchdowns. Drew Brees has two rushing touchdowns. Think about that, Luke. He's got eight carries for five yards and two touchdowns. Who knew? Um, and and Taysom Hill is this new kind of uh, you don't you know kind of X factor guy who's who's about to score a touchdown. I, I covered him when I was at RotoWire for all his BYU stuff. Had some injury trouble, but when the dude was on, he's on. I'm telling you, I really like the Saints in this game. I I, I think they put up a huge performance. Well, we did. I'm taking the Redskins. I think the Redskins uh, may be the team to to beat in that division. All right, is that your upset of the week? Ooh, uh, 
upset of the week, I'm going with uh, uh, the Cardinals. will get their first win in San Francisco. They're uh, an underdog in the point spread, so that's why it's an upset. Isn't this interesting how the Cardinals are 0-4? You know, yes, it's Sam Bradford. Yes, you know, Sam. You know, there, there's some laughing stock here, and now they've turned to Josh Rosen. Obviously, I thought they would have. You know, with, with the running game they have with David Johnson, I, I thought they would have gotten some some wins by now. I'm surprised they're on four. Yeah, I mean their offensive line is horrendous, and that's really slowed down the entire offense. That is true. Your game of the day. Uh, you know, I hate to pick the Vikings. Of course, it's an NFC uh, rematch, so uh, I'm going to go elsewhere. I'll go Monday Night Football, Redskins-Saints, because I think that's a good matchup. I will go Vikings-Eagles. How about that? All right, you can do it for me. Um, your sleeper game. You know I'm biased, so I'm going to go Packers-Lions, a good old NFC North rivalry with a couple of good offenses and a point of game for us Vikings fans, so I'll be paying close attention to that. You really think Detroit has a has a chance? Today I do uh, against the Bank of Rogers. I think the Packers will win, but I'll give the Lions a chance. Um, I, I have a stat for you about that, um, so keep going. Uh, what is what is your um, um, survivor game? Hmm, that's a good question. I was trying to look through today. Like I said, I think the Jets are my favorite pick of the week, so I may be so bold, and I'll take the Jets at home against Denver. Um. Hold on just one second. Aaron Rodgers leads the Packers in, into Detroit, which has been good news in Green Bay. In his last nine NFC North Divisional games, he is 7-1-1 while throwing 23 touchdowns and no picks. I think uh, I'd have to go back and remember, but I, uh, certainly the tie is against Minnesota. I think the loss may be against Minnesota, too. So. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, um, all right, we've done game of the day, sleeper game, upset special. Survivor game, uh, my survivor game, which I, I, I uh, sorry, my upset special, which I, I, I have laxed here on some of these. Um, did I give my sleeper game yet? I don't think so. Titans, Bills, I think Bills win that game. Uh, that's also my upset special. Um, and then my survivor game is, there's got to be one lopsided game in here. Um, where is it? Uh, this is a weird slate of games today. Um, yeah, good stuff. Yes. Um, uh, Baltimore, all right, my game to watch golf during, that's the game we skipped. My, my game to watch golf during is Oakland-Los Angeles. I have no interest in either of those two teams. Um, Safeway Open today, final round on Golf Channel. I will say Baltimore-Cleveland is my survivor game. I think Baltimore wins that game. Sorry, Browns fans. And I know that I'm, you know, not a big Joe Flacco guy. I'm not a big Brown, a, a Baltimore guy. But I just have a feeling about the Browns. We went 20 minutes here because I thought I had a great nugget, and then the nugget fell apart, and that wasted some time. Uh, isn't that the worst when your nuggets fall apart? I know. You know, this is a radio show host, the Moral Mornings Radio Show on uh, ESPN Radio in Charleston, South Carolina. Your player to watch today. 
Uh, I'll give you two for off-the-field stuff. Does OBJ finally flip out today and return to the OBJ of old if that offense continues to struggle? And on the other sideline, Eric Reed making his debut for the Panthers. He's got that lawsuit against the NFL. He said he's still going to protest in some way this year. Curious to see what he does today because so far we've had zero conversations about that. We, we, we absolutely have, which is interesting, and it's helped the NFL, and the ratings have been up. Though I think a lot of that's non-political related, and it's just... Um, injury related and, and and high offenses, close games, etc. I think I, I, I think Odell Beckham is a huge game today. I think I think this is his moment. I, I think he, he gets potentially three three touchdowns and the Giants win big. Wow, wow! I think the Giants scored ten points. It's embarrassed again. If not, you're going to be hearing a lot of calls for Eli to be replaced here in New York. Well, Just sure already started. Oh yes, they have. Luke, thank you, sir. I apologize for my all-overness. I thought I had some mojo this morning, but evidently I did not. <laughs> you always have mojo. It's my pleasure. Thank well, you. well, it's my, it's my mojo, but I thought I had this great nugget, and my nugget was like a chicken nugget. It just didn't taste very good. Yeah, it just crumbled in your hand. That's okay. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, sir. And thank you all for listening to the Sunday Sprint. Have a great NFL Sunday, everybody.